0: Ten years of my life was spent in a wonderful city called Arlington, Texas. Those of you that watch the Rangers and the Cowboys know exactly where I'm talking about. And a lot of events that occur in the sports world end up in the Arlington Stadium there. In those ten years while I was there, I was there as uh, in two vocation. I was there as an air traffic controller at Hensley Field, and I was there as Uh, someone who got interested in real estate and in my interest in real estate a friend of, of mine tom sky and i bought a real estate franchise and a remax franchise and operated it but i was so busy wearing those two hats that i had little time for anything else family was very important to me at the time and i really really uh got to a place that I was missing home. Home for me was Oklotney, Georgia. How many of you ever heard of Oklahoma, Georgia? There's one, two, three, four. Wow. Well, it's a little town of 503 people back when we had things called encyclopedias. You don't have any of that anymore. You got Wikipedia. Um, But there used to be Compton encyclopedias. How many of you remember Compton encyclopedia? Britannica. Uh, Those were good, good places to find some good reading material. Well, in the town of 503, they have this little festival at the end of the fall of the year called Old South Day. Ronnie Herring cranks up his cane mill, and we have all kind of delightful events going on during that time frame. And I was in Texas... And I wanted to go home. I asked my family if they wanted to go with me, and they just didn't care. They were all involved in their activities in high school and grammar school. So I was bent and determined. I said, if, it's, if it kills me, I'm going to Old South Day." Well, don't ever pre, uh, face something with if it kills me. I rented an airplane. I'm a, a pilot. Uh, as well as Jim Betso did. You didn't bring that out too much. Lives on the airport, flies an airplane. He and I both fly. In fact, I'm building a little airplane in the, in, in the backyard uh, or in the garage behind the house. And um, Jim's going to help me, aren't you, Jim? So we're looking forward to those fellowship times together as if we didn't have enough to do already. On my way uh, out of Arlington Airport, I was thinking, what a beautiful, beautiful sunset this is, as I was flying in toward Shreveport. And by the time I got over Shreveport, it was dark. By the time I got over Monroe, Louisiana, it was really dark. It was about seven thirty or seven forty-five, and it was in nineteen eighty-five. Now, the psalmist says that he rides on the wings of the wind, talking about your Lord and Savior, mine too. He rides on the wings of the wind, and I was 9,500 feet in the Cessna skycatcher, and the engine stopped. And I could hear the wind, and the wind blowing over the wing of the airplane, and it was a different kind of moment for me. Previous to that, I think I'd had probably one of the better experiences spiritually I had ever had. I was reminded of the poem written by an anonymous person called High Flight. And in the latter portion of that, in the last line of that, High Flight says, and I could reach out and touch the face of God. could reach out and touch the face of God. That was a kind of experience I was having. And then, no engine. He rides on the wings of the wind. I went through the emergency pre- procedures, of contacted approach control, brought it down, and would you know it, it was Veterans Day, and both lines uh, of traffic going eastbound and westbound on I-20 were filled, and in Louisiana, they do something we don't always do in Georgia, they plant pine trees in the median, so it made it very difficult to land this, this Cessna airplane. As I was coming down, I was realizing that, you know, this, this is a moment. I've really got to concentrate. I've really got to pay attention to everything. And by the time I got about 600 feet off the runway, I realized that I was going to have to do some sacrificial work. So I decided either I was going to hurt somebody coming down or I was going to try my best to tag along to the backside of a transfer truck. And as that airplane kept descending... And I was in a slow flight maneuver without an engine, falling like a rock, coming down. The wind vortices on the top of the transfer truck caught up under the wing that I was flying. And the wing went like this. It was perpendicular to the ground. And in a quick maneuver, I leveled the wings back out. And I was within a few feet of the ground at that time. And the median cleared from about where I'm standing to probably the other side of the North X, and I was able to do, Jim, a slip maneuver and drop it like a rock into the median, and it had about six days of rain, and that airplane folded up like an accordion. Turned upside down, I was hanging upside down, and I was able to manage in my shock to get out of the airplane and survive that accident. I had a closed head injury out of the accident, but other than that, I was pretty pretty, pretty okay. No broken bones or anything like that. Dallas Holmes wrote a song years and years ago. Some of you who are my age can remember that. He was there all the time. I was born to a family of six, raised in South Georgia, in Oklahoma, Georgia. Attended a Sunday school taught by Ms. Crewe. And then later, I was moved up to the boys' class as, as I got older. And guess my, what my teacher's name was? Mr. Rogers. <laughs> I participated in the Boy Scouts in O'Clotney and also the Royal Ambassadors. So my mom's participation as, as the um, training union director had us involved in church, whether we liked it or not. In the family of six, my older brother and my sister and my younger brother uh, were participants as well, and we had a new pastor that came from toomsburg Georgia, named uh, Monty Montgomery, and Monty Montgomery was very active, and in his evangelistic uh, fever, he reached out to the young people in the community and... Every time he would give an invitation, the Holy Spirit was dealing with my little tender heart. All these little ones that I saw this morning reminded me of me. And I I was just one of those guys. I I went down every Sunday. I went down every Sunday. If they gave an invitation, finally the pastor changed it from uh, an invitation to do do you want to rededicate your lives so it would kind of fit me going down, I think. I had a terrible bad dream. I dreamed my father committed suicide. Out of the terrible bad dream, I woke to realize that it was real. Like Jim's father, my father was abusive he was an alcoholic i could remember trying to keep up with his steps as a little fella about this high and my legs weren't as long as his and i couldn't put my i couldn't get my feet to fit into where he had stepped but there was this innate yearning inside of me i loved my dad even though he was abusive and i wanted to follow in his footsteps i couldn't keep up I tried to mimic him, but I couldn't keep up. His legs were way too far and too long. Suicide has an impact. It has a shame that is not only carried by the partner who is married to, but is also carried by the family as well. And it's a shame that we often don't deal with very well in the church. I went through internal things with my Heavenly Father, and I was complaining one day, standing in front of the mirror in the bathroom in the house that the Lord had provided for my mom. She was courageous. She took on a job, never had worked before. Uh, She was an intelligent lady, but she didn't have the high school education that was required, and she was a teller at the local bank, and we were able to build a house. Prior to that, the houses that we lived in were poor, and we were in a very poor situation. I understand what it's like to look through the ceiling of a roof and be able to see daylight or moonlight at night. I understand what it's like to look through the cracks of the floor and be able to feed the chickens. I understand what it's like to not have a bathroom and have to go out to the, to the privy or whatever you call it outside. I understand what it's like to be so poor. You can't even afford afford tissue paper. I've been there. I've done that. I hurt for all those who are having to experience that in their life. As a result of the pain and shame, in the 10th grade, I found myself trying to burn off and make the backyard a little bit bigger so we could have a football field. And as I was lighting the last post, not using wisdom as most young guys don't use much wisdom, the post didn't light. The wind shifted, and I was lit. And I took off like lightning for about 20 feet, and then I realized you're supposed to get on the ground and run, roll. And I rolled and rolled and rolled, but I couldn't put the fire out. And a neighbor grabbed a coat that I had thrown on the ground and put it out, and I was in the hospital for nine months. My granddad walked out of the room shaking his head and said to my mom, I don't think he'll live another, another night. But nine months later, I walked out of the hospital. And again, I remind you of the song Dallas Holmes penned. He was there all the time. You see, sometimes we look at our life as if it's a little chapter, but it's not a chapter. It's a book. And all the time, even before you were conceived, even if things don't go right in the service and you, like you think they should be planned, God has a plan and he's in control and he's working things out. He's got a message he wants you to hear. I can't say that in marriage that I've had the perfect life and had no blemishes. I'm in my second marriage. I'm married to Hilda, and I love her with all my heart. But in my first marriage, I had three children, and together, Hilda and I have five children, and we have nine grandchildren that we love, care for, and adore. Some people argue, well, you can't do what you've done. You can't pastor and you can't be. And I've pastored several churches, Methodists and Baptists in my career since the early 20s of my life. But folks, when I look at that scripture, it says, hey, Timothy, you got to be husband of one wife. And then I look at the culture and the culture says, Hey, Roman people, it's not a good idea for you to live in polygamy and have several wives. What Paul is really saying to Timothy is, I want you to be committed to one woman, and I'm committed to one woman, Hilda. And when you hold that criteria that Paul lays out, husband of one wife, if you want to be real strict with the criteria, Paul can't pass the test. Because he never was married. So he's disqualified as a potential elder. (laughs) Now, who would disqualify Paul? None of us, I'm sure. Today, my commitment is to the Lord Jesus Christ first. In my senior year in high school, I got closer to the Lord and I learned to know Jesus not only as my Savior, but as my Lord. I learned to lean on the Holy Spirit To be the revealer of the truth of the Word of God. My family is second. My marriage is high up on the list of things that are very important to me. And my commitment to the body of Christ, to grace fellowship, follows in pursuit. I'm actively involved as the lead community spiritual director for the Emmaus community locally. I serve on the board of directors with cheerful hearts. I teach, like Jim, a fellowship group called the G-Men, amen, and we might make it through Ephesians one day, (laughs) but we're having lots of fun doing it. And let me put a plug in for the G-Men group. We meet at Atlas on Monday night at 7 o'clock, and we'd love to have uh, you if you're a, uh, a man looking for a place to fellowship and just let it all uh, hang out, so to speak. I thank the Lord for David's uh, invitation to allow me, Tolbert's information, uh, invitation to allow me to become a participant as a yoke fellow. And I've enjoyed the last four months of doing that. That has been terrific. I had hesitations because of my pastoral Uh, leadership and ministry in the past and I thought I don't know if I'd like to have some preacher or former pastor on my board if I were the pastor so I had to run it by Jimmy and make sure that he was okay with it before. In my previous life I retired from housing and urban development as a development specialist, a realty specialist and I'm also a realtor and own my own brokerage called michaelandstuart.com corp and my interests are continuing to love Jesus and put him first in my life. I love the ministry of the word as some of you might find out if you get an opportunity to uh, and Jimmy allows me to fill the pulpit again someday. I love it. My other interests are are flying even though I fell out of that sky in 1985 and I love Jesus, with all my heart, all my mind, and all my soul, he is so good to me. Amen.